This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Spoiler alert. What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 60. Six zero. <laughs> what did you watch this week? My name is Mike. That that sounded kind of like, you know, everything else has been like fifty nine, forty seven, sixty. Meh. Six zero. Well, it's just because it's not as many syllables, you know. Yeah, it, it's kind of. I mean, fifty nine is three syllables. Forty seven, three syllables. Even seventy is like three syllables. Yeah, sixty. Next week, though, 61. That's right. Working our way up to the glorious number that makes all the little school kids titter when they know what it means. <laughs> Every time they go giggity. Yep. Oh, and by the way, I'm John, in case you were wondering. I don't think I don't think we even need to say our names anymore. I'm pretty sure people know. Yeah, you never know. We Maybe this is the first people episode. People you people may not know. That's true. But, you know, if you're a new viewer and you're jumping in at episode 60, I kind of get it. You know, like a, a lot of shows out there, you could, you'd probably be like, oh, I want to go back. Like, um, welcome to Night Vale. You probably want to go back and listen to that from episode one. But, you know, ours, if you went back to episode one, you'd be like, wow, these guys are talking about shit shows that haven't been on in a while. And, this is really right. boring. Like I'm getting their feedback on episodes that, you know, were last season. So yeah, you're yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. You can jump right in here. You're good. You jump. That's a great thing about the show. You just jump in right in the middle every week. That's right. And, and be fine. And that, that's yeah. pretty much what we do. Yeah. <laughs> we just kind of like, we, we kind of jump in and kind of have a pattern, but don't always. So John. Yeah. Did you watch some stuff this week? I did. And unfortunately, there was a number of disappointing things, but there were also some good things. I think the biggest thing for me this week, beyond the shows, was just the sheer number of cancellations and renewals and news about mm. new shows coming up. Mm. And it was just – it was a – plentiful week for that kind of stuff. It, it kind of overshadowed all the stuff that I was watching, but I still watched it and I still want to talk about it. How about yourself? Yeah. I, I watched a few shows this week. I didn't get in as much as I'd like to, uh, but uh, I had a busy work week and then busy not at work week as well. But uh, I, I got some stuff to talk about. I did make it to the movies. Oh, did you? I, I went to the old movie theater and uh, at the theater – Paul and I checked out Guardians of the Galaxy uh, volume number two. Ah, yes. I uh, I have machinations to go and see that myself soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was a good flick. Yeah? Yeah, I, did, I liked it a lot, actually. I I, uh, <clears throat> I, I love the soundtrack. It's got a, another really, really kick-ass soundtrack again, like the first episode, like the first, episode the first movie did. Excellent. Um, and uh, it's it's a lot of the same. It's the only thing I would say is different this time. There's two old well, two things. One is uh, Gamora is not as uh, viciously lethal as she was in the first one. 
Okay, as in she's been domesticated or they just don't give her as much of a hard edge? She's just toned down a bit. Okay. You know what I mean? She's more, I guess you could say more domesticated, if you will. You know, there's the, uh, you know, they left in the first one the possible romance between uh, Star-Lord and her. Yep. And in this one, it continues. And then, uh, likewise, uh, Drax has been, like, he's been... Uh, dialed up quite a bit as far as not his intensity and seriousness. I mean, that's still there, but like as far as, yeah, he laughs a lot in this movie. Okay. He laughs a lot in this movie. Um, and we meet some new characters and we meet some old characters and, uh, there's, there's quite a few little Easter egg nods if you're familiar with the, uh, the universe or the original Guardians, uh, or whatnot, you know, it's it's a typical Marvel thing. You know, there's a pretty cool, pretty huge, uh, pretty great Stanley uh, appearance in this movie as well. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a it was a really good movie. I don't, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I want to spoil Excellent. it for anyone else. It's only been on a week now, right? But um, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought uh, I thought the J- Jimmy Gunn there did another good job. <laughs> Well, he's already lined up for the third one, so that'll um, be good. Yeah, and it's like that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad he is. I'm really glad he is. It was kind of it's kind of funny when we went to uh, <clears throat> at the theater. Uh, the previews that we were treated for, well, treated with, if you will, um, we got like Dunkirk. The, the new uh, extended trailer that actually now tells you kind of what it's about. Uh, we got the new Star Wars trailer, the one that's already been out. We got the Thor Ragnarok again. That just looks really cool, even cooler. Uh, and much to my surprise, we got a Wonder Woman trailer. Interesting. I realize it's a comic book movie, but, you know, it's, it's enemy territory there, DC. Right, right. Marvel, yeah. So I thought that was, uh, I thought that was odd, the way, they, uh, the way they had that on there. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Warner Brothers was like, look, we'll pay any amount of money. We just need to get this out mm-hmm. there because we have to get people on board. <clears throat> you know, it's a shame because the trailer to Wonder Woman does look good. I mean, this trailer was a different trailer than I'd seen before, and it really does look like a good movie. But, you know, everything I've heard, you know, the, the previews or the early screenings or whatever, it's not sounding good. Was this the preview, the extended one, where she's, like, climbing up the uh, stone tower by digging her hands into the stone? Yes. Yeah. Pretty badass. Yeah, I mean, it's a great-looking trailer. I mean, the trailers I've seen look really, really good. But uh, I've just heard a lot of negative about it. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to go to the theaters and watch it. Most likely not. I know Aaron already bought his tickets. Aaron Bell. Uh, told me he was already, he'd already bought him and his wife already bought their tickets because, dude, it's like three weeks away. But um, I'm not that sold yet. Interesting. I, I'm betting that Aaron already likes the movie. I'm betting that he it's already got a. Does. I'm going to say he's giving it a 95% if he was on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, probably. I mean, he did like Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Well. No accounting for taste there. <sighs> yeah. What other movie did he recently tell me? Last week we were chatting and he mentioned that this movie that this movie is really awesome. And I'm just, I, I was still kind of dumbfounded. Oh, Copland. Loves Copland. I've never seen that one. 
Uh, well, I don't. I'm, I'm, my my personal uh, vote for you is you're not missing out on anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, Aaron's is you're missing out on a lot. It's a great movie. Does they have Ray Liotta in it? Most likely, uh, it's uh, Sylvester Stallone is a cop uh, in a neighboring town. Like there's a the big city is is neighbors like across the river, and uh, all the police officers there have set up their own little like community, you know, in his town. So he's the local law enforcement, but they basically treat him like he's a joke and a loser. Okay. And, Sounds like uh, fun. Yeah, and Aaron's just like, this movie's awesome. I love it. I own it on DVD. And I'm just like, that movie is not good at all. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Um, <laughs> uh, was sorry. that a private side conversation that we're not all privy to? Oh, that that's my wife giving her commentary on, on the movie. <laughs> Ah, it was it was all in the negative. And I know she's never seen it. That's, that's what makes it even better. I know she's never seen this movie. It's just like the sucks. Aaron has no effing taste. Like wow. it was funny. <clears throat> funny for me. She's also watching uh, Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. Yes. And she just finished episode four. And yes. I haven't watched any yet because apparently we're not going to watch that together, I guess. Even though I was waiting to watch it with her. But well, anyhow, if you have any time to. Right. That's true. But anyhow, so she uh, what she has told me so far is that she really likes it, that it's uh, each episode has been good. Like, it's not like, oh, the first one was really good and it kind of petered off or came but whatever. She's thought they, her opinion is they've been consistently good and she just finished reading the book. So she is saying that it seems to be following the book very well as well. So she yeah. likes it. That's what I had heard as well. Um, I plan on watching it. I guess I'm going to step up my, uh, attempts now. I just finished, just uh, I think episode five came out this week or is episode four the most recent one? I don't know. I, I, I probably maybe five comes out this Wednesday. I want to check this out because I just watched the most recent one that came out this past week because they come out on weird days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just watched the most recent one and it, yeah, I don't want to say that it changed things, but like it, it's not that it jumped the shark. It really upped the game. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So episode five is the most recent one. It came out on May 10th. And like up until this point, each episode has been kind of the same. You know, it's like, oh, something happens, a little something happens. There's some craziness. And then we get to episode five and they start throwing more cards on the table and yep. uh, shift gears into a bit of overdrive. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I'm still, I'm, my issue with this show is that it's, um, it, it's very, very dark. Like, yeah. Oh I, yeah. I mean, look at the premise. I know people who are like, Oh my God, this show is so good. It's so great. It's so amazing. And I have to question, like it can, it can be good, but if you're basically like kneeling at the altar of this show, like some people that I know, yeah. I have to wonder like what their taste in other shows and movies is, because it seems like this thing is redonkulously dark. 
Like the whole world is very dark. And the more you learn about how it got to this point, the more you realize that this is some twisted shite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's mean, I've read the book. I mean, it's very twisted. It's very dark. So, yeah. Um, it, it's, I don't, I, I'm still enjoying it. I enjoy it for what it is. But again, I, I just get skeptical about people who are that over the top in love with this. Cause mm-hmm. that kind of worries me. Mm-hmm. Eh, could be nothing though. Hey, uh, I watched, uh, I've only watched the first one, but last week after we talked, I did watch the first episode of American Gods on my Stars app. Yeah, I was curious because I noticed that you posted on Facebook that it was interesting and that's all you had to say about it. Well, yeah, I just, okay, so, alright, the openings bit scene where the uh, Viking hordes in America yes. and everything. Uh, and the arrows and every, that was pretty badass. Like that, like the arrows thing, like you said, <laughs> like the guy couldn't fall down because, right. Um, that was, that was pretty crazy. Uh, and that whole scene was pretty badass. Uh, like you there was definitely buckets and buckets of blood, yeah. uh, in that fight scene, even though there was only like 20 guys. I mean, and not all of them died. <laughs> exactly. There was enough blood um, there for like a hundred. The, uh, shadow. The Shadow Moon character, mm-hmm. um, very interesting. Uh, you know, I'm not uh, still not quite sure what to make of him fully, fully. Right. Um, but he's I am McShane, of course, is just awesome. Period. It, it's like with Shadow, you don't know like these visions. Are they being put in his head by some of these yeah. gods, or is this his gift? Is this why he's so coveted? Right. Um, the fight scene. With the leprechaun there, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yes, I was a big old fan of that. Yep. Um, but I, like I said, I am McShane is just pretty much amazing in this flick. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed this. I enjoyed the episode. I do plan on watching more. It was it was definitely different, definitely odd, uh, especially when like the girl was Bilquist? having sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And swallowed the man up in her vagina. Yeah. yeah. Every bit of him. Like, at first I thought, is he getting smaller? Or <laughs> Yes, he was. Well, he was like, getting bigger, technically. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, okay. I didn't I didn't get that juxtaposition, actually, of it all. I didn't realize, okay, yeah, she was getting bigger, I guess. Yeah. It's uh, okay. it's interesting. I think I mentioned it last week, but the uh, the behind the scenes at the end of the episode, the guys were like, everyone kept asking us what we were going to do about that scene in the book, and all we could say was, we're going to do it exactly as it's written because that's the only way you can do a Bilquist scene. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I mean, I plan. On, I know there's three episodes out now. I, I plan on watching the other two. I just haven't haven't yet. Um, but yeah, it's. I've, I've watched the second episode, and yep. this is my thought on it. So first off, in the beginning, they have another coming to America. And once you see that, you kind of understand that basically what's happening here, like you saw the Viking one, and yep. that was the story of how Odin's presence has come to America. 
Yep. And, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who's read the book and she was like, well, how do you know it's Odin? I was like, they, they were Vikings. They stabbed each, they stabbed each other's eyes out, the left eye only, because, you know, that's Odin was missing his left eye. You look at Ian McShane, he's got uh, a glassy left eye, you know, and he's, yep. he even comments about not being able to see out of it. I believe it was picked out by a raven. Um, yeah. But, so that's how I knew it was Odin. And in the second episode, we get another god and how they came to America, you know, how they came to be found here. And it was a really awesome, messed up scene. Um, the, the person's name, like, you notice they all have code names. So, you know, Ian McShane is Mr. Wednesday. Um, yep. This one is Mr. Nancy, which is odd. I'm not quite sure, but... um the the biggest problem that I think is going to hold this show back for accessibility is the obscurity of the gods that they're using and the fact that we don't get – like even though I know that that's Odin, nobody talks about it. Nobody presents anything that says this is Odin, this is what his powers would be, this is who he is in the pantheon, etc. There's huh. – there's no indication of who these gods are and why we should care about like the leprechaun. You know, there's something about him. We don't know what right. it is. He seems to be able to just like drop coins out of his fingertips. Yes, yeah, that was really neat. Yeah. <laughs> he he really didn't he look like a professional wrestler. Like yes. he looked like he should have been up there with like Seamus or something. Um but we don't know who he is, and I still two episodes in, I don't know who he is. Um and we don't know, like, you could probably go look them up online and say, okay, who is Bilquis? And they'd probably give you the Wikipedia entry and you could read all about her. But if the show's not presenting that, if you have to go to an external source, that's going to keep it unaccessible for a lot of people. Because a lot of people, when they watch a show, they don't want to learn. You know, they don't want to have to go look up mythology and try to figure out who this pantheon is so that they can be more invested in the characters. They want you to give them a backstory and tell us why this character is like he is. You know, why is it that Mr. Wednesday always gets his way, like with the coin flips and stuff? Why is it that the leprechaun always drops golden coins and and has no problem, you know, getting into a nice Irish fist fight? So that's that's my big I issue. Didn't, uh, I didn't realize this, but the guy that plays the leprechaun, Pablo Schreiber, mm-hmm. Schreiber, it's Lee Schreiber's brother. <laughs> nice. Brother, that is. But anyways, he played porn stash on Orange is the New Black. Oh, my God. I knew his face looked familiar somehow, but with the red hair, yep. I didn't recognize. Oh, that's yep. awesome. <laughs> that's just awesome. So. Um, the the techno boy or technical boy or whatever. In the, yes. uh, in the back seat of the limo in the first episode. Yes. Uh, apparently when, uh, God, who wrote it? Neil Gaiman. When he wrote that book originally, his idea for that character was a greasy trench coat wearing, pimple faced, slick back hair, uh, overweight douchebag, which was, the kind of douchebag back in that day that you would expect to be playing with a computer or playing online. And Boy, so I'm sure have a changed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they were like times have changed. What would be considered a technical douchebag nowadays? Oh, it would be some skinny, scrawny, mouthy little prick who, you know, vapes and thinks that he's cooler than everybody else. And so that's why they did him like this. That's true. Yeah. It was one of the only changes that they made to the gods from the book. And I can approve of it because that keeps it 
more modern. That's true. The second episode is good. Um, you're you're going to meet, like I said, you get another coming to America, and then you meet another of the modern gods. You know, yep. like technical boy, somebody who was born not out of the old ways, but out of the new ways, and things start to open up a little bit more. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it was. It's interesting. Definitely interesting. Yep. Um, I will be checking them out. That's for sure. Cool. It's unique. I just like Ian McShane, honestly. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he's awesome. I mean, I, I loved him as a Swearinger on on Deadwood. Yep. The way with the way curse words just flowed off his tongue <laughs> is like Sam Sam Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> except, <laughs> I don't know, his sound almost more vile. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell. Anyhow. I'll just to keep talking about non-regular shows for a minute there. Uh, I've, we did finish 13 Reasons Why. Okay. And, you know, when we talked about last week how they're doing a second season, and I was just like, how are they doing a second season? Because yeah. I had assumed, I guess, wrongly, that uh, they were going to – we were going to have some finality with this season, like with this show. Like it was going to be all – 13, the TV show is called 13 Reasons Why. There's 13 episodes. There's 13 sides of a tape to listen to. Yep. So when you get done listening to the last tape, the story should be done. Everything should be done, but it's not. And that was kind of frustrating to me because it's like they opened up 100 doors mm-hmm. and they didn't close a single damn one of them. So, like, there's all these things where, like, and that's how I can, that's the only way I can think of to describe it without giving anything away. It's like, this character did something, and so they're going to try to make it right, so they did this, but we don't know how it played out. And then this character did something, and then they did this, and then we don't know how it played out. And then this character did this, and and, and it affected this person, but we don't know how it played out. It's like we don't know how anything played out. The only thing we know is that the girl killed herself. And this is what she says all these people did to her. Okay. And some of them have either confirmed what she's saying actually happened. Others have denied what she's saying has actually happened. But, like, the big overlying story of the whole show, the the secondary big story besides the kid listening to the tapes was her mom, her parents suing the school. And that never – that we never found out what happened there. Like, that was still, like, mid-trial when the series – when the season got over. And so – it was very unfulfilling and very f- just unsatisfying because it's just like they're going to drag this out for another season. And I don't know if I'm going to watch it or not because I know people loved it. They've raved about it. You know, like they're presenting – I mean it's not the first form of entertainment to present suicide in any way, shape, or form. I mean, look at Heather's, you know. Right. But, you know – But it's all focused on nothing but that. Yes, it's all focused on – exactly. I mean the main focus is that. But like every point of view, every side, every opinion is given a voice. You know, like everyone has a different opinion about when someone does something like that. And it's all, you know, through the way they talk about it at the school and this and that and everything and society and how it's dealt with and on and on and on. You know, it's like – like one of the things they present, for example, is like 
don't drink and drive, but they wait for someone to do it before like the school puts the posters up and don't kill yourself. But then they wait for someone to do it for the, before the school puts the post up. You know what I mean? It's the reactionary. How people, it is, it is, it is pretty much a good reflection of society as far as how for the most part, you know, uh, people try to close the gate after the horse already gets out of the stall. Right. You know, and so that's all presented. So, I mean, like, and that aspect, they do a good job covering the bases, if you will, um, so that no point of view is excluded. Uh, but there's no finality. And it's okay. like, we got to wait another season. And it's just very frustrating. That's ridiculous. It's like you, frustrating. To, you know what? Like, there is yeah. finality. She killed herself. Right, exactly. But I mean, like, everything else around it. And it's just like, I don't even know if I want to watch it. Cause like, does it feel like at this point they're just milking it? Yes. That's, thank you. Thank you. I couldn't, for some reason, I couldn't formulate that statement, but yes, I feel like they're milking it out. Like, I don't, I never read the book. I don't know if the book ends with any clear cut finality or not. I don't know if the book has a sequel. I don't, I, in my mind, when I hear the premise, this is what it's about. A girl kills herself. She leaves 13 tapes behind and it's called 13 reasons why you're going to find out what happens at the end. You know, it's like when we went and saw it's like, okay. It's like when you watch the Titanic, you know, the boat <laughs> sinks, right? right? Right. But you get some finality to it because you know what happens to Rose. Right. You know, uh, so anyways, whatever. I know like my kid's school sent out uh, an email about the show and this and that and everything. And really? I will say, oh, yeah, yeah, they sent out an email about the series and and this and that. And I'm like, first of all, the show is rated TVMA. My 11-year-old's not watching it, <laughs> period. Um, there is, in the later episodes, there is uh, there's something that happens – and they actually put a warning up before the episode. Uh, basically telling you, oh, by the way, there's a scene that has this in it coming up in this episode. Viewer discretion advised. Even though it's already TVMA. Okay. So, yeah, I thought that was – and so there's part of me that questions like, all right, has that, was that there the whole time? Or since, or since the controversy came out, they went back and slapped that on the front of it. Right. So, anyhow. Hmm. Yeah. You're still not convincing me to watch it at all. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not. Honestly, like near the end, my wife and I just want to know what Clay's tape said so we could be done with it. And then <laughs> kind of like, like yeah, we were kind of like <sighs> the teen drama was playing out too much for me. Like, and it wasn't even the uh, as ridiculous as the CW is. It's just the I don't know. I don't know. I know it's got a lot of rave reviews. I know people think it's great, but. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Your wallet's in your pocket because you're just not buying it. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. And it did start out really well. It started out like kind of like, wow, this is really good. And then by the end, it was just like, oh, thank God. It was to be continued. It, it, well, yeah, it's like, oh, thank God it's over. This is the last episode. And then you've done the last episode, and it's like, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. if, it wasn't even like How I Met Your Mother furious. Like, I can't believe they ended it this way. Right. But if I stop here, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, like if I just stop it here, then it's fine. You know, I don't see the part where they ruin it. But in this one, it's just like, you can't even do that. 
<laughs> can't even do that, so. Um, well, yeah, like I said, I, I didn't want to watch it when it first came out, despite yeah. all the rave reviews, and I still will probably never yeah. watch it. Don't bother. No. I'm, I'm just going to say don't bother. On, on the f- complete and total flip side, though, yeah. they just put up uh, the first season. I don't know if it's actually going to be – I don't know if that's the whole bit or if it's just the first season or whatever, but of Anne with an E, their updated version of Anna Green Gables on okay. Netflix. And I'm not going to lie. I'm very excited and can't wait to watch it. Okay. Because I it, really like Anna Green Gables. Is it a modern version or is it just – Nope. It's it takes place in it's it's a period piece you know it takes place in yep. the uh, same time frame that the original did it's just oh it's been thirty years or whatever it is oops sounds still on sorry it's been like thirty years you know since the uh, original one gotcha type huh. of thing I I never checked out the original uh, nothing really drawing me to the story but see if, I, if you're I can't imagine then cool. I can't imagine I actually would have ever sat down and watched the original on my own as much as we had to watch it in school. Ah. And we watched it in school, and I actually just I just really liked it. I mean, I, I like Little House on the Prairie, so I'll tell you there. I remember watching that as a kid. Yeah. So. Uh, there we go. Oh, sorry. Anywho. Um, right. What say, sir? I said that's quite all right. Uh, Want to start in our normal weekly shows? Yeah, let me uh, let me start in by saying that this week Lucifer got back one of my favorite characters of the show, the one oh, yeah? person who actually brings some believability and life and makes every episode better when they're on it, and that's Trixie the kid. The friggin' six-year-old kid is the best actress on that show. She's six, huh? Yeah. Or she plays a six-year-old. Maybe she's seven in real life. Right, right. Um, But she has the best character on the show, and she was just stellar in this one. It was just a great episode. It really was. Um, You know, they've got the part of the flaming sword that is Asriel's blade, and they're trying to get Lucifer to light it. So, you know, his mom is trying to get him lustful and get him all horny so that, you know, maybe that will light it from his passion. And then uh, that doesn't work. So Amenadiel's trying to, like, get him, uh, his mom and then Amenadiel are trying to, like, beat him up and kick his ass so that maybe, you know, anger will get him to ignite the sword, but that's not working either, you know, because it's just pissing him off and not doing anything and um, but meanwhile, they're dealing with this school where somebody gets murdered there. And she was like the, it's one of those like private kid schools, you know, not a Montessori, but you know, the next step up type of thing where you have to like apply to get in and then everybody's trying to get in and you know, you're going to get shafted, blah, 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 blah. You've seen it on TV a bunch of times. 
Um, so, you know, the woman who's in charge of getting people in got murdered. So they're investigating that and they get bring Trixie along. And, you know, she has this really great moment where she's sitting there and they're talking about feelings in, in class. And she's like, you know, my mom almost died recently and she has a really dangerous job and it really scares me, but I know that she needs me to be brave and she doesn't need to be worrying about me. So, you know, I just, I pretend that I'm okay with it and I try to put on a brave face when she's around, but I'm really scared at night when she's out there and she could die and, it really felt genuine. It really felt like a small child who really felt that kind of stuff, much more so than most of the other characters on that show, which was very refreshing. And, uh, yeah, it turned out that, uh, that what Lucifer really needed to ignite the sword was to focus his pain, you know, the pain that he feels from being betrayed and from the people in his life screwing him over and, that's what got it burning and got them ready to be able to take on heaven, but it didn't last long, you know, cause it really hurt him when it burned. So yeah, I'm still this show. I still enjoy this show for what it is. I do not, yep. I do not like look forward to it every week, but you know, it's episodes like this one that actually make it enjoyable enough that I'm like, yeah, I'm glad this show's still around. Well, good. Yep. Good. It's important to like the shows you watch, That's and not right. to not to hate watch them. Right, right. Which we'll get to soon. I'm sure. <laughs> sure, we will. I'm sure we will. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump right into it. Uh, did you watch Supergirl? I did. Okay. Uh, did they really have the uh, have the balls to even backhandedly? compare Guardian to Batman? <laughs> I mean, really? You caught that too? Yeah. I mean, yeah. really? You read yeah. Jimmy Olsen? Really, James? You, you think your Guardian vigilante uh, is on the same level, is on par with Batman? <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my biggest note yeah. for this episode was, you know, last week we got the whole ABC after school special of, you know, I like to do things by the book. I like to rush in and beat things up. But by the end, we're going to see things from each other's point of view. That was last week. This week mm-hmm. was Jimmy Olsen's turn to have his ABC after school special. Oh man. I could, I saw him standing there on the sidelines kicking a pebble with his toe going. <laughs> No one likes me. I don't get any credit. They got Supergirl. Everyone loves Supergirl. They don't like me because I'm in a mask, full body suit and mask with a shield, and I talk with a gravelly voice. Yeah, that's that's what I was picturing. Scared of me. She she was getting mugged, and I rescued her, and she was scared of me and ran away. Nobody's ever gonna love me. Well, here's a small child that you can relate to because the color of your skin is the same as the color of his skin. Go for it. Yeah, that's pretty much. Have some racism. But it's like reverse racism because they're like, well, I'm sure he'll get along with you. Why? Because he's seen you before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They they said everything other than coming right out and and saying that. Miss Tasmar, can I get you guys anything? Yeah. Can you you run down to the store, to this uh, specific uh, location and get us some curly fries and shakes because that's your job? Right. I didn't think so, but I guess so. And then she shows back up and she's like, I didn't know if I should get vanilla or chocolate. So mm. I got them both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, and then apparently uh, we're now watching a Stargate 
<laughs> Holy God. Like when they fired that thing up and it literally, the liquid part went into the middle. I'm like, seriously yeah. guys, it's you could come up with a better graphic than that. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I love the graphic, but that is a Stargate. You it's know, Stargate. it's a Stargate. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude. And then the Daxamites came through it at the end because it's yeah. a Stargate. Oh, but don't forget, you know, before that we had, um, well, well, first off, to coordinate something like that, all those Daxamite ships had to have been like waiting in a pattern somewhere. And then have yep. their own yep. portal that they, and then she would have had to communicate with them somehow across these light years of space and be like, Hey, mm-hmm. by the way, get ready. Cause you know, when we fire this up, we're going to want you to come through on mass. But the, the whole thing here was that there's this race of aliens on earth that apparently are also all black. Did you notice that? Yep. I did. Um, that are telekinetic, but it's like latent telekinesis, so they never use it. It, it never manifests fully until this thing fires up, and then it turns them into killing machines. And then, so, like, the kid by himself, when he fires up, just about destroys Cat Catco, the head Yeah, just about collapses that entire building, yep. Skyscraper. Mom destroys Central Park, like, flinging people everywhere and, and food carts and just, like, utter destruction. When we get 20 of them in one room together, mm, they just kind of vibrate. Yep. They're like, yeah, eh. That place should have been leveled in a blink of an eye. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yep. But instead, yep. you know, James runs in there with the power of heart. It says, you just have to believe. I, I, I believe in you and you have to look inside you and believe that you can be better because they somehow know that all of these aliens are psychically connected. So if you can get through yeah. to one, then you can get through them all. The yeah. yeah. It was well, lame. You know, came with heart because earth, wind, fire, and water were taken. Exactly. They were off doing useful things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't want to hate the show and I'm not saying I hate the show, but I'm just saying this was a very weak sauce episode. It really was, and after an equally weak sauce episode the week before, you mm-hmm. know, which mm-hmm. should have been a good episode, but as we talked about last week, wasted Clark Gregg, uh, or sorry, Greg Henry. I don't know why I call him Clark Gregg. Uh, wasted Greg Henry's talents on a throwaway character. Um, completely unfeasible that this guy would have put together this trap this elaborately. And the whole after school special thing of, you know, this is how I think, this is how I think we can both love her. Yeah. And then we get this episode this week. Yeah. 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 Come on, Supergirl. Pull out of the nosedive. It it didn't take Terry Hatcher long to uh, show her true colors and go evil. Yeah. I thought for sure they'd at least drag that storyline out in the background a couple more, a little bit more, at least one more episode. Well, she's a busy woman. You know, she's got all those other projects she's being called up for. Yeah, not for nothing, but all those Daxamites coming through the Stargate probably would be a good way to end the season. That probably That's a good cliffhanger for a season finale. Right? I mean, last season we had the capsule, and she ripped it open, and we didn't get to see who yeah. was inside. And that and, you know, we, and we still got two more episodes, two more right. to go. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm still a lot. Any, and it's still anyone's game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sticking with Monday nights. Yep. Gotham. Yes. Um, Ivy and Penguin are out recruiting their own team of freaks. 
which is two people apparently. So far, yeah, yeah. So far, it's two of them. Uh, and then the other, the big thing, the other big thing in this episode is Toos is, is dying. Yeah, convenient. Yeah. yeah, very convenient. It's like, all right, so that's how we get rid of him. He dies. Yeah. And then uh, Bruce comes back from his training, takes right. his uh, own spot, takes his rightful place. And then, of course, Toos, you know, he killed Selena. Uh, I hope you did air quotes there. I did. Yeah. I did do air quotes. I mean, she did fall like three stories from a building, and her leg is twisted up behind her, and there's, you know, blood coming out from around her. But yep. uh, but she's surrounded she's, by cats. She's she, exactly, but she's got cat power with her right now. So yeah. it, it wasn't enough that they had this girl dress up and and wear the hairstyle of Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Now they got to give her the same Catwoman origin story. Yeah. 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 I don't know. What do you think all in all of the episode? Eh. That sums up my feelings. Not enough Riddler, as usual. Yeah, he really is the bread and butter of the show right now. I don't care about Lee hating Bruce and oh. finding out his secrets. And I, I yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was really stupidly lame. Like, we had said that back when this first happened. We were like, how is Gordon going to explain away the fact that this guy committed suicide. Like, everything is going to be there. Oh, and let's not forget, let's not forget that this is Gotham. So even though Gordon just joined the Court of Owls, by the end of next week's episode, <laughs> or tonight's episode, sorry, because we're recording on Monday, by the end of the episode tonight, he would have taken down the Court of Owls and destroyed them from within, because they just zip through shit like that on this show. They sometimes. really do. You know, like, so the Court of Owls would be, uh, be failed by tonight, probably. Yep. By the end of this episode. Because <laughs> he's Jim Gordon. Like, yeah. why did we even need Batman? Jim Gordon is a one-man army in this world. He truly is, yeah. He truly is. Yeah. But overall, great. not that impressive. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, now, I purposely did not watch S.H.I.E.L.D. because I want to watch the last two episodes back-to-back. Okay. But I heard a lot of great stuff about this episode. Yes. I heard a lot of great stuff. And I was even told, well, you could just watch the first one. It doesn't end, like, with a, a direct to be continued. You know, it's, it's a that standard S.H.I.E.L.D. And I was like, you know what, though? I really just – I feel like – I just want to watch them back-to-back. Like, I, I feel like after I watch this week's, I'm going to be too anxious to want to watch next week's. Yep. I'm going to be annoyed having to wait a week. So I'm just going to wait a week and watch them both. Okay. That's how I solve that problem. Well, I won't talk about it. We'll talk about it next week when we've got both of them under the belt. Yep. And um, I don't remember 100% what you said about uh, uh, Feature Barry, Savitar Barry. Let's just call him Sa- Savitar Barry. Okay. Or Baratar. <laughs> uh but I feel like what we learned in this episode was very similar to what you said as far as it's not actually the future Barry. It's a remnant. Yes. I thought that it was going to be a leftover remnant from Flashpoint, like an abandoned yeah. version of him. And it's not that, but it is close. It's a, it's, it's a remnant of the ones he made to try to stop Savitar. Yes. So yeah. he exists in a closed loop. They tried their best to explain it you yeah. know, with – cause and effect. That was the name of the episode, cause and effect. Um, but they kind of failed in their execution. Like, I get the whole, it's like the chicken and egg thing. 
You know, the only reason that he creates a time remnant is to stop Savitar. But Savitar wouldn't exist without the time remnant, but Savitar does exist, so he has to create the time remnant, which means that Savitar will always exist because the time remnant will always exist. Yep. Because um, here's my thing. Like, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. I mean, we don't know where he got the armor. We right. don't know where that came from, so we have to we have to we have to learn where that came from. But we've heard that he has the armor because the version of him inside of it moves too fast, and yeah. the armor like slows him down. Basically, that I think seems that's odd, right? Saying. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think that's what uh, the scientist lady there was saying. <laughs> yeah, the one that HR is getting rather close to and yeah. having some little nookie time with. But uh, I, I did – I mean the premise of the episode was pretty good. You know, like they try to stop Barry from making new memories so Savitar doesn't remember so that he's not one step ahead of him. Yeah. And of course they fail and in the process they erase all of Barry's memories practically. Yep. And what I liked was when that happened and then Barry's mem- – Savitar Barry, Savitar memories got erased, mm-hmm. right? And then because of that – Savitar wasn't there to activate Wally's, so then Wally lost his powers. Right. So I kind of like how they did that. I kind of do too, but I also felt that it was a flaw because if you're going to do that, then you should say, okay, if Barry has no memories, then he never fights Savitar, which means he never creates the remnants, which means Savitar is never born. So how can he exist? But it goes back to that Barry always created the remnants round and round and round we go. Except he couldn't if he was if he had no memories of it. Like if he lost his speed that he never true. created Savitar, okay, then Savitar okay. never created Wally. So it, it was it, it's a good argument to get into that. You have a very good argument. Yeah. Time travel can get messy, huh? Yeah, I can. You know, I'm going to jump around. Speaking of time travel, how devastated and then excited were you three days apart when they canceled Timeless and then three <laughs> days later brought it back for a, for a second season? I I wasn't – I mean, I was upset. I was quite I say, upset. not devastated, but yeah. yeah. I was quite upset because really that was my favorite new show of the season. It had so much potential. It had oh. so much heart. And they did such a great job with it. Yeah. And yep. so I was quite upset. But then <laughs> beating all odds, destroying the fabric of the universe, yeah, and doing it in the coolest way possible. For those who don't yes. know, you know, the show was officially announced as canceled. Three days later, they were uncanceled by NBC. Apparently, from what I read, Sony Pictures wanted it to stay going. Eric Kripke yep. and, and the other guy really petitioned it. And Sony was like, look, we'll give NBC most of the money if you just let it be on for another season. But, you know, it's a time travel show, so Matt Lanter, you know, the the guy who plays Wyatt, put a little video up on Facebook, and he's, like, panting and out of breath, and he's like, oh, I think it worked, guys. Um, (laughs) We went back in time. Uh, We're refueling the lifeboat right now, but we went back in time, and we changed things, so NBC did not cancel us. It was so perfect the way that they did it. Just, yeah, it was done really, really well. It was awesome. I, that was worth the price of admission right there. That was yeah. great. Yeah, it was done super well, and uh, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, and it's only 10 episodes, and it's not going to be till next summer, unfortunately. Right. 
summer of 2018, but uh, hey, you know what? We're getting 10 more episodes. We don't have to wait, you know, years or anything else like that, so I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Exactly. And with that in mind, you know that Kripke is going to be like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to blow them out of the water and probably add some, you know, I don't want to say finality to it, but he's going to make sure that if these are the last 10 episodes, then there's going to be a stopping point. That's my opinion, at least. No, I agree with you. I I see him doing the same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. That's some time travel I can get behind. But yeah, Flash this week, the time travel was a bit wonky and... You know, reverse Flash, I think. Oh, no, Savitar. Savitar Barry did say to him, he's like, that's the thing about time travel. The more you do it, the less the rules apply to you. So they were kind of giving themselves an out, which I get. You know, I can appreciate that they really, they didn't try to just push it off as like, "Eh, it happens. Like with um, Legends of Tomorrow. You know how they just basically, they're like, yeah, we we changed the course of this war, but uh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Right, exactly. They, They just gloss over it. Um, but next week's or this week's tomorrow's looks really good because it looks like an old fashioned episode from season one. You know, he goes and sees Captain Cold somehow. Not sure what version of Captain Cold he's going to see because, you know, Captain Cold was taken away by the legends and then killed. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Anyway, he recruits Captain Cold to help him because Argus has put King Shark as a, Guard dog. Uh, okay, that was my other thing. Like, wh- why is King Shark growling for no reason when they show him on TV? Like, they cut to and he walks out. Like, does he just walk around doing that? Well, when no one's watching him. I mean, he's in his own house. Yeah, well, he's in Argus. You know, last we knew they had him captured and then they let him, uh, he escaped. And so they captured him again and put him in a stronger place. And now. It looks like he's protecting this alien power source for some reason. But, yeah, I don't know why he would be growling like that unless maybe he smelled them coming. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. It just seems like, you know, it's like he's walking around his own house. and He's just going, you know what? I'm going to growl and flex for no reason. You don't do that? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Point Tell me team. you've never woken up from a nap or, or you know, Point sleeping. And you get up and you're like, all right, all right, all right. Point taken. <laughs> but you hey, know, hey, uh, it wasn't what? Arrow, so. Why don't you go and talk about Arrow? Do I have to? I didn't watch it, and I'm not sure I want to. So. It, you got to. I mean, eventually. you, you got to finish out season. This well, episode actually, believe it or not, um, had some some answers about like they were trying to tie up the flashbacks of Oliver. So you really thought that they were going to be done with it. You really thought that, um, uh, hold on. You really thought that they were going to finally be done with the whole flashbacks things because, um, what's his name there? Uh, Oliver flies back with the Russian guy to, uh, I wanted to say Nanda Parbat, but that's where the League of Assassins is. But he flies back to the, uh, island that he's found on and he's talking to him and he's like, yeah, you know, I have to be here. People can't know what I did. It's easier to just say that I was on the island for five years. And 
he's like, do you remember the plan? Let's go over the plan. The guy's like, yeah, I'm going to go back. I'm going to find a fishing boat. I'm going to pay them to come out this way. You're going to signal them with a signal fire. They're going to rescue you. And it'll be like you were always on this island. Like we even get to see the place where he's got Slade's mask sitting on the wooden cross. And, uh, you know, he's like, who was that? He's like, oh, he was my friend. So you're like, wow, they're finally tying it up. They're finally wrapping it up. It's going to be all done. You know, these flashbacks are going to be finished. And no, because, you know, as the, the Russian guy leaves and then as he's standing there at the uh, bonfire getting it all prepped so that he can light it off, he gets shot in the neck with a tranquilizer dart. And Dolph Lundgren and two of his cronies come out. And they're like, you didn't think you could get away, did you? <sighs> yeah. But – you know, this episode, it was called Honor Thy Fathers, and basically um, Prometheus slash Chase sent a corpse to Oliver's mayoral office. It was a yeah. corpse that was encased in concrete, um, and then, you know, they they dig and delve and look at footage and stuff and basically find out that, you know, Oliver's dad killed this guy. They were fighting over a vat of concrete, because, you know, that happens. And they got to struggling and fighting, and his dad pushed him in and then turned to face the camera conveniently so that you could get his full face so that you knew that it was him. And then, yeah, yeah, it it was typical Arrow stuff, you know, because then he Thea's back in town, and now he has to tell Thea that, you know, there's something you should know about Dad. You know, he he gave me this video when the last time he saw me or something like that, you know, before he left on the boat and then he had one for you too, but I didn't give it to you because I didn't want you to have to bear the burden of watching this. And it was cheesy. It was typical arrow bullshit. Yep. But yeah, the, the flashback should have been done. We were so close. We were right there. And then they pull this garbage with Dolph Lundgren walking out, you know, happened to follow them to the island, happened to land in a different part and then walk through the woods because they came out of the woods, you know. So these two, Oliver and the Russian guy, are flying to the island in a little biplane or whatever and didn't notice another plane following them that close that, you know, he'd be right on top of them basically. No, no, this guy followed them still. I mean, yeah, how would they sneak on there without him knowing? That That's just loot. Uh, uh. The whole show is ludicrous, dude. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 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 That's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, what anyway. else? Watch? <laughs> <laughs> um. Did you watch the blacklist? I did. How was it? It was good. Um. I'm gonna, I know you didn't watch it, so I, I wanna hold off until you've caught up. Because we're right down to it. Next week is, or this week here is the two part season finale, and it's both parts on the same night, which is nice. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So yeah, you'll have three episodes basically, and, uh, in case you didn't see, Blacklist did get renewed for season five. Black- okay, I did see that. Blacklist see Redemption that. got cancelled. I did not see that, but honestly, that that does not surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. It doesn't upset me either. Let's bring Tom back over to Blacklist and let him hang out with Elizabeth. Maybe do his thing yeah. here. Bring yeah. over some of the characters. You know, bring Matai. Uh, Ma- uh. You know what? Let's just let's just no. 
Well, they're no. going to have to do something after the way that they have ramped up and made the the back half of this season so awesome with everything going on with Kate. They're going to have yeah. to do something in the next season because just doing straight up, oh, we're going after blacklisters each time. They're not going to have um, Elizabeth's uh, backstory to worry about anymore because, I mean, I think we're pretty much done with that. I think, you know, they're coming up on – the season finale, you know, it's Mr. Kaplan part one and part two. There's a preview that shows them saying, you know, you're finally going to know once and for all if Reddington is your father. So I think we're finally going to be done with Liz's backstory. I think we're finally going to be done with the whole Kate thing. So they're going to have to figure out some way to really keep the show, like, engaging without those plot threads going on in the background. Well, I guess if they're going to try and yeah, – I mean, you're right. So they would if they use Tom's – if they tied up Black, Black – uh, the redemption storyline into regular Blacklist and and everything, that would make it, I guess, engaging. Right. Although some of the best episodes of the, uh, of the show are the uh, quote-unquote creature of the week. I agree. To go back to the X-Files, uh, you know – uh, version of the mythology and the cre- and the monster of the week and this and that and everything. Right. Because <laughs> everything ties back to X-Files, which, by the way, if you didn't know, we're getting 10 more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, heck fire. I, I want to say this because this week Big Bang Theory ended its season, and there was a monumental <sighs> I- development. I did see, like, I watched that clip of that okay. finale thing. Yeah, it, it was. What do you think of it? I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's completely changing who the character is. I know characters change; they develop. They, you know, on and on and on. But, but did the clip show you why he traveled out there? Yeah. To to, okay. Yeah. Basically, everyone told him this woman is hitting on you. She hit on him before, like. Uh, she was Ricky Lindholm was in there a couple seasons back as the grad student that was obsessed with him and like flipped yes. out on anybody who tried to get between them or who tried yes. to stop him from studying or whatever. Um, and they told him that all of his friends told him that. And he's like, no, no, I, I don't think that's true. And then she kisses him yeah. and he just gets up and walks out. And then they do almost like a Looney Tunes kind of thing where he's like, Getting in a cab, getting on a bus, getting on a train, getting on a plane, you know, just all the different modes of transportation to get out to Amy and propose to her. I, I do like how they cut to, like, Amy sitting on the couch and it's, Amy, she's like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I did see that whole bit, though. Yeah. I guarantee you that when the um, when the show comes back, if she says yes, yeah. we're going to get at least one or two jokes, uh, bad jokes, from Raj about how, oh, man, I'm the only one in the group who's not going to be married. Okay, that was a Jamaican voice, but I know where you're going with it. Yeah. <laughs> My Indian voice isn't that good. I am not – I'm going to be the only one not in the group to be married. Nah, yeah, see, bad. that was too Indian. That, that was, was way too Indian. That's that was like even, Apu. Raj is middle of the road. Yeah. But yeah. Um, let's see. What, oh, what else? did I watch anything else? Oh, I watched uh, I'm, 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 uh, Law & Order SVU got renewed for another season. That's not surprising. Yeah, it's not at all. Um, 
this has actually been a good season. I mean, again, nothing to you know shout from the rafters about, but just all in all, it's actually been a, a pretty decent season. Um, Gotham got renewed for another season. Yeah, yeah. Taken did. That's exciting. Oh, cool. Because uh, I did, I I enjoyed it. Uh, Agents of Shield. Yes. Uh, pretty much all our shows, Supergirl, you know, Flash, Arrow, they all have like what, two more episodes now. I believe it is. Yep. Uh, on my canceled list was Timeless, but I very happily can move that to the renewed list. <laughs> but uh, uh, Sleepy Hollow's been canceled. See, That's again, no I forgot that it was even still on. That's no surprise. I just, I thought this season, what I watched of it was abysmal. Uh, Two Broke Girls got canceled, and I can't even believe it made it to six seasons. Dude, I was, like, excited when I saw that. I'm like, yes! yes. I, I, I just, I can't even believe it made it to six seasons. <laughs> uh, APB was canceled. Yeah, that's a little disappointing. Yeah. Uh, Son of Zorn and Making History, and I liked Making History. I did, too. Son of Zorn, um, whatever, that's fine. I was yep. different. Um, Scream Queens got canceled. Yeah! Yeah, that doesn't bother me in the slightest. Uh, Black Lightning got ordered by the CW, so we're going to get a fourth show, fifth show. Yep. Full season two. Yeah, not even like a partial season. Like, it's getting better treatment than Legends does. I know. So I wonder, I haven't read, like, how they're going to tie it in. But it is going to be part of the universe, the Arrowverse, yes. if you yep. will, which they need to just stop calling it the Arrowverse, call it the DC TV universe for all I care. I agree. You know, I get that Arrow was the first one and it spawned yep. Flash, which spawned the other ones, but come on. <sighs> Flash is still the best one. Yeah. For me, it goes Flash, Supergirl, and then honestly, this season, Arrow and Legends have been interchangeable at times with Legends coming out on top the majority. Agreed. And then I, I just threw this new down because I'm like, seriously? But the CW is going to reboot Dallas. <laughs> okay. I thought I'm going to watch it. No, no. But, oh, you know what is weird? Okay, this is actually, I find this weird. In three days' time, I think it is, the 18th, the entire first season of Riverdale is going to be on Netflix. I saw that. Yeah. That's a little abrupt. That, that's very fast. Yeah. Like I knew there, I knew CW's deal with Hulu was done, and they launched their own CW app channel. So I wonder if now if all the CW shows are going to be up on Hulu, um, be up on Netflix sooner now after right. the season's over. Because I think I think I read that actually, like with Supernatural, I think it was, or some other shows that they're not going to be on Hulu anymore, but they're going to air on their own app and then be on Netflix. But I didn't think it was going to be that fast. No, me either. That's tremendously fast. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Going from one to the other. Elementary got picked up for a sixth season. Yeah, I, you know, I still I'm I'm only like twelve episodes behind this season. <laughs> it has gotten really good, especially right now. It, yeah, I mean, like, I definitely I definitely plan on watching it. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine got renewed, which I actually really enjoy that show. That's kind of like you with the middle. You know, it's a half an hour show, and I really yep. like the writing. I like the characters. It's yep. a lot of fun. So I was glad to see that. Um, mm. I think I, I mentioned heard- before, iZombie got renewed, which is great because yep. they just had a major breakthrough on that show with the uh, cure to zombieism. Nice. Yep. Uh, it's been a uh, season-long problem that got 
wrapped up in one episode, but really well. Like, you know, sometimes they'll do that where it's like, oh, how are we going to fix this? And then they do it and you're like, oh, that's so gay. You know, how do you do oh, that? That's so terrible. They, so but they treated it well, though. They treated it very well. It, it was done. I really enjoyed it. So cool. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, the middle, uh, good strong episode this week, actually. Uh, I don't know. It's, <laughs> They, uh, the, the Boy Scouts or their version of the Boy Scouts, whatever, came and printed the wrong number on their curb. They printed the Donahue's number and the Donahue's are like in, in the, you know, in, in the heck size, if you will. They're the perfect family and do everything the way your people are quote unquote supposed to do things and on and on and on. And all of a sudden, like their luck started changing. Like they had all these channels on cable and their microwave worked like a normal microwave was supposed to and their water worked and on and on and on and on. And, like, they just had this great luck, and they all just chalked it up to, oh, the Donahue's, uh, they think, you know, <laughs> oh, the IRS sent them a refund from two years ago, and on and on and on. They just all chalked it up to, oh, we, you know, we're getting that Donahue luck. And then all of a sudden, everything started going to shit, and they ran outside, and they showed up, and they like, yeah, we were told we painted the wrong number, so we fixed it. But we gave you a free American flag. So, I don't know, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> they had good luck and then bad luck. But Axel graduated college, so uh, let's see what happens next year. Interesting. How did oh, he graduate? How did he manage to like attend enough classes and pass them? Barely. Uh, but they are, you know, they're they're aging the kids and moving everything along, and it's kind of I don't know. I, I enjoy it. I just again, it's just a fun show that somehow is hanging on there and still around. Must not cost a lot of money to make. <laughs> that, I assume you were correct on that one, sir. Must not cost a lot of money to make. Uh, let's see. Did you watch anything else? Uh, Archer. Archer's still really good. Yeah. Not really much you can say about that. But um, the only two other shows that I have listed other than movies and trailers and news stuff is uh, mm-hmm. Doctor Who and Class. I didn't watch class. Don't know if I'm going to tell me, sell me on it. Tell me it's worth watching. Um, okay. So you remember how last week was like a, to be continued Mm -hmm. and I've watched that episode a second time and, Oh wow. Well, here's the thing. The, uh, I wanted to see if it would be, if it truly was ruined by that whole, you know, like mind crossing sex scene. And I just, I didn't find it. You know, I watched it again and it's cheesy, but the rest of the episode still stands up pretty well. Okay. I really enjoyed it. So this episode, it was, um, it was a, it's not a two-parter, but it's happening in two places. So basically, you've got Charlie, and he's got the the headmistress shows up. It, this show got darker. Like you know how it's dark, like how you saw yeah. the flower petals that ate the squirrel. Yes. Well, in this episode, you see the flower petals eating people. Like, there are people falling down. There's blood all over them. Their skin is being ripped off. I mean, this is, like, close to horror-level kind of stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, basically, the new headmistress of the school meets up at their place with Quill and Charlie, and she's like, you need to use the box there and unleash it so that you can eliminate you know, unleash the souls so that they will eliminate all the flower petals and save us all. And Quill's like, no, if you're going to unleash it, kill the Shadowkin. 
you know, you can destroy every Shadowkin out there and avenge our planet. And, you know, the souls will feel better because they will kill the shadows that killed them and we'll never have yep. to worry about that because the Shadowkin are trying to take over the universe. Right. Meanwhile, April and Ram have gone through the hole to, you know, the Shadowkin's world and the king challenges April. You know, he's like, I'll kill you. And she's like, no, you won't. And they start getting into sword fights and, you know, squaring off against each other. She holds herself pretty well. And basically she, you know, she says, she's like, I know that, uh, you have to face me one-on-one. And he's like, yeah, this is true. And he's like, but my men don't have to do that to your friend there. So he orders his soldiers to go kill Ram and she fights them off for a while. And then she's like, you know, no, it's just you and me. Come on. And she manages to subdue him. She manages to knock him down and put the swords right up to his throat. And she's like, so if I kill you, I become the king and they all have to listen to me. And he's like, they'd never listen to a maggot. And she's like, they already are. You know, ooh, snap. Yep. Um, meanwhile, the headmistress has pulled a gun and she's basically like, hey, you're going to do what I say because I've got enough bullets in here to kill all of you. So you're going to use that box and you're going to kill the flower petals and you're going to save us all. And Matthias, of all people, is like, well, wait a minute. What about if we use the Shadowkin? You know, if we lured the Shadowkin here, they could kill the flower petals because, you know, they're shadow creatures and blah, blah, blah. So it's it becomes a very tense thing. You know, Charlie doesn't really want to use the box because it's the soul of his people. Right. Um, but they're getting buried by these flowers. They're everywhere, and people are getting shredded outside, and it's just a matter of time before the world is filled with them. So April defeats the Shadow King but doesn't kill him because she still needs her heart. She tells her people to imprison him because now they listen to her no matter what. And then she cuts a hole through reality and sends the uh, Shadow Warriors over to wipe out the flowers and then tells them, hey, uh, destroy the portal on your way back through. And they do. So kind of wraps that up. Wow. And then the uh, the Shadow King, the Shadow Kin King, uh, from his jail cell, plunges his hand into his own chest and rips out the anchor. So they're no longer anchored to each other. So they still share the heart, but she can't call upon the scimitars and have her little rage fits and stuff like that. Um, which is fine. You know, again, it kind of closes the door on that particular aspect of the show. All in all though, it was good. It was very enjoyable. Charlie did not have to use the box. He, he had the, sphere out like the top part opens there's a sphere and he has to like make an intention and then name the race that he wants to be wiped out so where so where does it go from here though then i mean if the shadow king can is all that stuff's all wrapped up there's still three more episodes well yeah there's always good like the flowers were because of a rip in space time by the school you know there's always going to be um i just i feel like there's not enough time to really introduce something new and create a story. I mean, I figured the shadow thing would end in the last episode. That's, That's what I thought as well. Yeah. So, um, I may watch it then. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, it doesn't hurt, I guess. No, no, no. It, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Yep. Um, you know, I thought that it was a solid ending. There was some cheesiness in there, you yep. know, where, um, like she couldn't figure out a way to send Ram back. But yep. it wasn't until she like focused and channeled on her mother and her mother was thinking about her. And so they, they were connected now because, you know, she had plunged her hands in her mom's chest. 
And then she opened up a portal, but instead of Ram going through, his dad and her dad came through into the shadow world. That was a little cheesy. You yeah, know, that is. Her, her dad gave a nice speech that was kind of cool. I don't know why Ram's dad was there, but he remarkably cool about everything. You know, that's one thing about Ram's dad. Every, when he discovered that he had a robot leg and all this stuff, and he's like, no, I didn't tell your mom. You told me not to. And, you know, in this one, he's like, look, I thought you said that aliens were all gone. He's like, no, aliens will never be all gone. He's like, okay, well, you just got to tell me about this stuff because I need to know. Yep. So, yeah. Hmm. Fargo, I did not get the chance to watch either. Oh, Fargo, I chose not to watch. Yeah, I, I wasn't, I didn't think you would watch it, uh, and I wasn't, uh, I'm gonna watch it, I just wasn't quick to watch it. I had priorities of things I definitely wanted to watch talk about, and one of them being is Doctor Who. Yes. And we love Doctor Who. Oh, yes. We love it. And Carolyn had asked uh, me earlier this week, like, you guys talk about Doctor Who so much, you know, where should I start watching it? And I said, season one, episode one, 2005. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rose. am I right? Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Start with the episode yeah. called Rose. You don't have to yeah. bother going back to all the old school stuff. That nope. stuff is good, but you really, you'd be better served by starting with Rose. Yeah. Uh, start yeah start with that episode and she said she was i think it was amazon she has amazon prime and i guess you can watch it on amazon so she's gonna get herself caught up push through the pig aliens from raxacorica falpatorius yep they're terrible and they fart all the time and you're gonna go why am i watching this cheesy british stuff but if you can get through that and you can get to the doctor dances yeah the empty child and the doctor dances it's two-part episode nine and ten of season one, you'll be set for and, life. And then, of course, you know, I, I'm, I still love the David Tennant years. And uh, not that I didn't like Matt Smith, I just like David Tennant better. So, um, but we're talking about Peter Capaldi and the current Doctor. And what did you think of this episode? Uh, overall, I thought that it was a good Monster of the Week episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they definitely did do some tie-in with the overall story arc, too, as well. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, the the fact that it was a Monster of the Week episode was good. Everything else that happened was pretty mind-blowing. Do you think that the fact that we know going into this season that this is his last season, that we're getting a regeneration, a new Doctor, do you think that's ruined anything? Uh, kind of, yes. Because, like, you know, at the end of this episode, we find out the huge revelation that he is now blind. Yeah. And he couldn't fix his eyes. And it's like, if we didn't know about the generation, you may start, oh, I wonder if he's going to get, re-, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, the talk would start. You know, are, you know, are they going to swap doctors? Are we going to get a new doctor? But... Um, it's another example of things that we've talked about on this show where the internet has simultaneously made things more awesome and ruined everything for us because there's no more surprises anymore. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. you know about things like the regeneration months before it ever happens. Yep. Yeah. Like we know what's going to happen at the end of the season. We just don't know who the new doctor is going to be or what causes it. So, 
But I thought it was a great episode. I like the fact that they were in space because that's always fun, you know, when they're in space. Uh, and it's the old, uh, you know, abandoned or space station with like some sort of outbreak or monster or this or that or whatever. And in this case, I mean, it's technology is turned against us once again. The smart space suits that oh have a mind God. of their own. And, and I was going to say, you and I have worked in retail. Anybody who's worked in retail or worked for a boss, like worked at a bank or something, where there's somebody above you who treats you, like they take the term human resources as just that, like you are a resource and you can be replaced easily. Yep. You'll relate to this. Dude, that is exactly what I was thinking of too when I'm watching this. Like when basically the revelation of, oh, well, they've determined that you have fallen, you know, you're – you're not doing your job up to stuff like you should be, so they're eliminating you. <laughs> Quite literally. You know, the suits essentially are, you know, killing you. They're killing the organic material contained within and then – In a pleasant forcing, way. In a There's, pleasant way, yeah. Being very nice about it. Yeah, and then forcing them to be then zombies attacking the others to spread the virus, quote unquote. Um, yeah, well, that was a great story. I mean it's definitely a uh, – there, there's some not story of the week, but like you know some political, little political talk in the background of that. By with that premise, you know what I mean? Yes. But um, no, it was great. Um, the doctor, the suit prevents Bill from putting her helmet on. Yes, and they're going to open up the vacuum of space and to go out so they can get to to get away. And in order to uh, walk over there, uh, the doctor gives Bill his helmet and in doing so exposes himself to, to space too long and it causes him to go blind. Wasn't it cool though? I loved how this is not a first person show, but we got to see it from her perspective technically. Yes. Because, you know, we've got the whole group there. It's not shown from her eyes. I'm not talking about that people, but basically, you know, Bill is like, oh, I can't put my helmet on. I can't, it won't seal. And the situation has already started. You know, the door is opening. They're venting yep. the atmosphere and they tell her, you know, as they had told her down in the classroom, they're like, you know, yep. do not uh, hold your breath. It'll kill you faster. Yes. You know, just breathe normally. And you see her pass out. Yep. And then it all goes black. And then when she yep. comes to, they're like, oh, this is what happened. He gave you his helmet. He walked out there for like 12 minutes. It was far too long. You know, he was damaged. He lost his eyesight. Yep. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I can fix him. I got medicine that fixes everything. I got some lizard eyes laying around. <laughs> everything will be fine. That was great. I think I got some spare eyes lying around. I mean, they're from a lizard, but it's okay. And then Nardo's giving him, you know, 10 tons of grief. You know, you said you wouldn't do this. We need to stay and guard the vault. What if we didn't come back? And and the doctor reveals that he has been blinded. He's yeah. blind. Oh, and, and Nardo uh, even takes it a step further. He says, you know, what about the person that's in there? Do you think that they won't smell weakness on you? They're looking yes. for any opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Being blind is definitely a huge weakness. Yeah. I mean, he's smart. He's a genius, obviously, but even he can't. Uh, now, yeah. do you think, based on this, kind of what you were talking about earlier, but a different spin, do you think that this is going to be a prompting for him to cause himself to regenerate? Well, that's a very good theory. I mean, he can find himself in a situation where if he doesn't cause himself to regenerate, then they won't get out of it. Right. 
we've and, always and seen other people that, die. Yeah. We, we've always seen that, you know, the doctor regenerates because, you know, he takes lethal damage in one way or another. Um, he self-sacrifices. Yes. Yep. yep. Whether it was, you know, with Tenen or with Eccleston or, um, you know, just growing old. Yeah. As Smith did. Um, Matt Smith, yes, but he, but he did so protecting people. He was protecting that planet, yes. was he not? Yes. Oh, yes. As long as Trends he was there, they were, was, you know. Yep. So. <sighs> Gosh. Oh, and then, I'm sorry, I'm thinking back to in Capaldi, he spent how many years trying to punch a hole? Oh, my God, it was like 15 billion or something? Yeah, yeah, trying to punch a hole. It's yeah. like. Through through diamond, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> I like crazy. how you put the word trying in there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's he trying to bunch succeeded. Of- <laughs> I mean, he succeeded. Yes, he succeeded, but he spent years trying before he had that one year he, he succeeded. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, <sighs> such a great show. Oh, it really is. It's amazing because on its surface, if you took any one particular episode, like I could pull an episode out, like one of the ones with the uh, aliens from Rax Cork Falpatorius, you know, and you'd look at it and be like, this is dumb. Or Gridlock, you know, by itself, where everybody's stuck in those cars and it takes them like 22 years to go 10 feet. You know, anything yes. like that. If you just took that episode by itself, <sighs> threw it in front of somebody. I don't know, dude. That, that's such a, going, when they're swapping, when they're going from vehicle to vehicle yeah. and making late and on and on and on. I mean, that that's pretty phenomenal. That's pretty. It, it really I is. Mean, spent their whole lives in that in a car. Raise children in a car. Yeah, that's yeah, they raise children in this car. Yes, I mean that's just that's just crazy, crazy to think. You know that they spend that much time in traffic, and ultimately, in the end, they didn't need to. It, you're right. <laughs> it, it would be hard to find an episode that was just like ridiculous, but I, I think for the most part, like Doctor Who is one of those that if you're not careful, you know, if you just grabbed a random episode, you know, yes. flipped over to BBC and you're like, oh, I keep hearing about this. I should click over and watch it. It's entirely possible that you'd be like, I don't get this. This is weird. Yes. I would agree with you there. Yes. Like if you – some episodes – um as a standalone aren't as good than when you know the backstories or if it's a second part of one or whatever. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But still. But still, the the bottom line is this show has been around for this many years for a reason. You know, there's a reason that it died out in the BBC and then came back. There is a reason that it is a worldwide phenomenon. There is mm-hmm. a reason that, you know, that Christopher Eccleston apparently has said, oh, yeah, I'll definitely be in for the uh, 100th anniversary, <laughs> which is funny because, you know, that's more uh, almost 50 years from now. He'll most right. likely be dead. But, yeah. you know, yeah. there, there's always a reason. And I think that that'll be something that whenever we talk Doctor Who on this show, we're going to say it over and over again. The show is worth watching. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I would let my kid watch it in a blink because it's not as like, like, um, like the class you were saying has some dark scenes in it, you know? And, oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it really, and then Torchwood has some darkness to it. But like, Doctor Who airs over on the BBC in, 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 uh, England, like on 7.30 at night. Yep. You know, like it's, and so it's, it's, 
quote unquote family friendly for a reason. They want to draw the biggest audience they can. I mean, yeah, there's some scary moments. I mean, the Daleks themselves are scary or um, their voice, how they want to exterminate everything. When you actually physically see what the Dalek looks like inside, it's, yeah. you know, how about well, silence in the library with the, um, Vashtanarada. Yeah. You know, right. you want to scare your kids. You tell them that yeah. there are little microscopic things that live inside of shadows and right. can strip a person down to their bones in yeah. under a second. Blink. Yeah, blink. Yep. Yeah. Um, or, or even <laughs> if you want to go crazy, yeah. what about the, uh, the Agatha Christie one with the giant wasp that was like bigger than people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there's definitely some moments that are, you know, could be oh, very scary for kids. Yeah. But for the most part, I mean, I'm going to let my two-year-old watch it. But I got an 11-year-old. I definitely not watch this show. Dude. If he chose to. You and I were watching the Friday the 13th movies when we were their age. I know we were. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> my brother and I used to watch Predator and Robocop on repeat when I was like nine and he was 11. So, yeah. It's it's different now. <laughs> it's different. that the truth? It's a lot different now. But. <laughs> Now, this is just such a great, wonderful, awesome show. Agreed. I have nothing but positive things to say about it. Nothing. <laughs> and yes, I, I i mean, admittedly, I struggled with a couple episodes. I, and I, I wasn't a fan of Peter Capaldi himself as the doctor for a few episodes, but I didn't hate the show. I just – I struggled a little bit. But uh, – but now I'm, I'm like this. The last season was really, really good. This season's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely one of those. Like when um, when Matt Smith first came on the scene, like yeah. his first couple of episodes, you were like, "This guy's kind of goofy." Like, yeah. I, I don't know. He's not as cool and collected as David Tennant was. I don't know if I'm going to like him. And then once you get used to him, you're like, "This guy is freaking awesome." Capaldi was the same way. You know, he was a curmudgeon and he was like mean spirited, and he was almost like Ebenezer Scrooge in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was absolutely. He was, he was like draining the fun out of the show. You well, thought he spent that whole first season that he was the Doctor trying to figure out if he was a good person or not. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, to, and to to delve into that, I mean, he has to do bad things, basically. Like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing bad things? And you know, he's pretty down on himself and negative, trying to figure out if that's who he is or not. So, yep. but he know. just he has really become an awesome doctor. Definitely, I, one yes. Of my I, I will say, I think this season, which it turns out is his last season, has probably been my favorite so far. Oh, dude, this this season so far is phenomenal. It's one of the best seasons that Doctor Who has had in a long time. I'll I'll, I'll agree with you there. I'll definitely agree with you there. I definitely won't say, oh, it's the best because, you know, it's got to be quantifiable. But the chemistry that he and Bill have, the pace of the show, the upbeat tempo, um, seeing him as a professor, like holding down a job because that was the thing. Like if you remember Matt Smith, he was always like, I don't like idling. I don't like sitting here. You know, he'd have the montages of him like mowing the lawn and throwing himself around. um, But in this case, you get to see him like on earth and teaching and being that teacher that he's kind of hinted at in the past few seasons where he'd have the blackboard and stuff. Yes, very true. Very true. I don't know. I'm just excited to see where it goes and and who we get and how that goes. I'm I'm just excited. (laughs) Can't help it. Uh, So, watch any movies? You got more shows? 
I watched two movies and I half watched a movie. I, I half All watched right. Jason Bourne. Like I recorded it, I sat down to watch it. I got the newest about, one, right? Yes, I got about okay. halfway into it, and I was like, "I need to turn this off. It's not holding my interest." I'm like looking through my phone, and I want to go do something else. I thought I'd be more excited for it, but it turns out, like from what I saw, it's just every other Jason Bourne movie. Um, I remember I haven't seen it since uh, last August. Okay. Or last end of July when it came out. Because I went, I saw it in the theaters in um, Ocean City, Maryland when we were there on vacation. So I don't remember 100% what I said about it then. But I will say I do kind of agree with you. It's very similar to the other Jason Bourne movies. Um, I still enjoyed it because I like the other ones. Yeah, and I'm sure that I would have. I think I might have been in the wrong mindset, and that's why I didn't delete it. I just said, okay, I'll go back and watch it another You know, sometimes you definitely do have to be in the right frame of mind to watch a show or movie or anything like that. I agree with you there. Amen. I agree with you there. So, Um, And I will say that I did fully watch the documentary that you talked about last week, Batman and Bill. Oh, yeah. What would you think of that? Well, I don't normally watch documentaries. I'm not a huge fan unless I'm really, really, really curious about something. And I have an inherent problem with documentaries as a whole because they're very one-sided. Like, one-sided doesn't even begin to describe it. You know, you are being presented with – like, if it was in person, if you and I were talking about something like Doctor Who and you were giving me – why it was the greatest show and you were just telling me over and over and over again, I can still ask you questions. I can ask you for clarifications um, or I could counterpoint you and say, yes, but what about this? Whereas yep. with a documentary, you don't get that. This person no. has presented the facts they want to present. Um, they will keep out the facts they don't want to present and they get to present it however they want. So most times with a documentary, you've got people – by the end of it, you're convinced of whatever they've put in front of you, you know, whether right. it's that food will kill you or, you know, somebody could do a documentary that says that, you know, racism is good. And by the end, you'd be like, wow, I guess racism is good. Um, I don't, I don't know about that one, John, but, <laughs> you know, the way a lot of these documentary people do things, they're pretty convincing. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. Like, yes, you're getting yes. a very biased, very one sided uh, approach to things. And. It's not that that's a terrible thing, but I think that it is a bad thing because most people who don't do a documentary only want you to believe what they believe. That's their whole point for doing this is to get you to believe what they believe and side with them on stuff. So that's why I tend to shy away from documentaries most times. Um, but this one was pretty good. Um, I... I appreciated the time and effort that went into it. I think the guy's a little obsessed, you know, when he showed the clip of his daughter and, you know, he's like, what do I do for work? And she's like, Bill Finger. I'm like, yeah, if your kid's saying that, then that's your entire life, dude. Like your child realizes that Bill Finger is more important to you than they are. <laughs> um. It definitely painted DC as the bad guys quite a bit. Yeah. And, and I guess that's correct. Again, according to him, 
You know, we don't get to hear DC's side of it. Uh, you know, he claims things like how um, at the end of his life, God, I can't even think. Bob Kane. Bob Kane. Yeah, was like, oh, I should have given you credit and I should have said that, you know, you helped create it, but then they squashed all that stuff. And I, uh, I was well, glad to see how it turned out in the end. Yeah. I think he could have gotten there a little faster. Well, then he doesn't have a feature documentary. He has yeah. an hour documentary. <laughs> that, that, that is the other thing is, you know, they do seem to drag these things out quite a bit. Some of the interviews and stuff, you're like, nah, I didn't need to hear about that. I didn't need to hear from this person. Yeah. But, you know, overall, it was definitely, uh, I feel more enlightened about it. Yep. I feel more uh, that I understand more about the situation. See, for me, like the big thing was like I uh like I know Bob Kane created Batman and and I never considered that someone else was involved or otherwise or this, that or whatever. So it's not a topic that I was seeking out answers to and and found this documentary. It was more like, hey, check this out. And so I did. I was like, Well, I was actually re- like you know from my point of view, that was actually really good. Like pretty interesting. But you're right, I mean you are getting just the point of view of the documentarian. Not everyone, you know, you don't always get every side of the story, even if you talk to everybody, because it's all in how it's edited or, you know, misquoted or, you know, using the, uh, it's like when you watch a trailer and you see a reactionary shot to something that happened in the trailer and then you watch the movie and it's like, oh no, that was a reactionary shot to this scene. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean... You gotta take the filmmaker's word for "quote unquote" that what they're presenting is is uh, what what actually it is, and they didn't just you know edit it so it was favorable to them. But uh, anyhow, so cool. What was the other movie you watched? <sighs> okay, I'm gonna tread carefully here, but the other movie that I watched was a suggestion from one of our listeners, Carolyn. Yep, and you still need to watch this because she said that she would watch the Blair Witch if you watch this one. Fair enough. How did you watch this, by the way? Uh, this was on Amazon, on okay. Amazon Prime because I have Prime. Okay. So this was the Angry Video Game Nerd movie. All right. Now, I years ago, this has been a while. I watched Angry Video Game Nerd. Uh, videos online back before YouTube was really huge or anything like that. Um, this guy would do videos where he would drink Rolling Rock and he would uh, play Is old Canadian. No, no, not that I'm aware of. Uh, okay. He would play video games like NES games and Sega games. Uh, the really crappy ones, like the most vivid one for me was the, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles NES game, which was, oh, that was bad. Oh, it was terrible. And, but it, hey, Turtles in Time was really good. Yes. Um, he has good production value on his videos. You know, there's a lot of cutaways and, you know, you'll see his reaction and then the game. So it's not like a normal, um, nowadays a YouTube gamer who either has their picture in the corner or you just hear them talking. Um, these were set up differently back then and they were fun they were funny to watch because he'd flip out and scream and you know what kind of an asshole would do something like this so i really enjoyed his videos at the time um however to make a movie out of this guy at this point in life like 
after the ship has sailed, after everybody and their brother has a YouTube channel. Um, this was terrible. And I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I think I'm underselling it. This was terrible. Like this was one of the cheesiest, dumbest movies that I have seen in a long time. The, the production value on it was really, really low budget. And I think they even poked fun at themselves for that a couple of times. Um, I feel like the whole thing was kind of a parody because the whole premise behind it was he's reviewed all these bad games, bad, bad, bad games. And the one that people always kind of like with uh, honest trailers, you know, where they'll put up the thing and they'll be like, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. Um, people always wanted him to review E.T. for the Atari 2600. Uh, universally considered the worst video game ever. There's a whole documentary on that. Oh, yes, and the landfill and everything like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's on Netflix right now if you want to watch it. It's actually really good. Yeah, I know the story behind it. I'm all set. But anybody else out there, as Mike said, it's there. Uh, so anyway, they all wanted him to review E.T., and he's like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. I refuse to play that. I refuse to, you know, I'm not going to review it. It doesn't deserve my time. It's terrible, blah, blah, blah. So... In this movie, and that's a big air quotes, the word movie, um, he, uh, th- this video game company decides to make a sequel to the E.T. game. And so they want him to play that and review it for them. And it, it's really hard to, like, put any kind of effort into describing the absurdity of this movie. Um but it follows him as the government and secret agents and army and such are all chasing him around and because there's a conspiracy theory where like the map of the ET video game like all the holes and the the houses and everything um is actually a map of area 51 and you know there's pieces of alien technology in the cartridges and it's just it's it's really bad. You you got to watch it so that you can fully appreciate it. But I don't know. I mean, you, you said it's really you bad. Made an agreement so many times. You made an agreement, my friend. I know, but I know. I know, but still, you just you've sold me on on, on <laughs> deal. Like I said, I really liked his videos back in the day. I used to watch those. Uh, nowadays, you know, he's like the equivalent of zero punctuation or stuff like that where they review games that are bad and talk about how bad they are in different ways. Um, he did a really good job. Some of his videos are still classics to this day. Like I said, go watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. It's great. Mm-hmm. You'll You'll be reminded of what a horrible game that was. But yeah. it doesn't work as a movie. There's no reason it should have been a movie, and I'm mad at them for making it into a movie. That's too bad. Yep. Would you watch? Uh, I think that's it. I mean, I got some trailers. That's about it. You didn't watch any other movies? Not that I can think of. Well, Did I tell you I watched something? No, no. I was trying to think if you had, but I couldn't. So think I talked about Guardians earlier. Yeah. Earlier in the episode. But yeah, I've just been busy at work. Well, 
I'm going to need you to stop that because, you know, we're trying to run a show here. I know, and, I know, I know, but I'm just saying. I did watch some tra- I did watch a, I got a trailer to talk about. Go for it. Uh, Hit us. Dropping June the 23rd of this year on Netflix, the original series Glow, the gorgeous ladies are wrestling all the episodes. Uh, I saw the new, it's a new two uh, minute plus trailer, and we really get to see footage for the first time of what they've, you know what I mean, like, of, of what's going on. And essentially, it's it's practically the true story of Glow as far as you had a promoter who was trying to run a, a ladies' wrestling league, and he cast uh, – he had a few actual wrestlers, but for the most part, uh, he cast uh, wannabe Hollywood actresses. Right. Uh, to fill out the roles as the, as the wrestlers and had uh, – he actually had uh, uh, Mondo Guerrero come down and train them. Or was it Hector Guerrero? I think it was Hector Guerrero actually came down and actually trained these girls in the, in, in the original Glow. And uh, that's essentially what we're, we're seeing here is we're meeting Alice and Bree's character a little bit. We're meeting some of the other characters that are going to be on the show. And they're kind of showing us, you know, I, I think most of the footage is from probably the, the pilot episode or the first episode. You know, they're trying to establish the rustling of the league and everything and, and whatnot. And um, I, don't know, I think it looks really good. It looks really good. And I can't wait to watch it. It actually does. Uh, I love Mark Maron, and he looks like he's going to do the role of the promoter really well. Yep. Um, yeah, it actually looks like a really cool concept. Um, I'm looking forward to it, and it's from the people who brought us Orange is the New Black. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, so that's big. Yep, I'm looking forward. I think I think it looks great. Yep, and you said that's June 23rd, all the episodes drop? All episodes dropping June Friday, June the twenty third. Excellent. Yeah, day before my birthday. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what about you? Got anything else? Uh, I watched a trailer for uh, FX's new or Fox's new show, The Gifted, which is mm-hmm. taking place in the X Men universe. It's a really detailed trailer. Like this was about a two and a half, three minute trailer, and they actually do make mention in there because. They, they're these kids who are teenagers and they're talking, you know, one girl says, uh, you know, when you put your hand out the window and you can kind of guide the air, she's like, I can guide air and water and stuff like that. It looks like she's a telekinetic. Yep. Um, and then there's another kid who's getting bullied and one of his parents is Amy Acker, who you might remember as Root from uh, Person of Interest. I do. She was also Fred in uh, the Buffy verse and a bunch of other things. I love her as an actress, but anyway, that's his mom and, uh, they uh they find out that their son is a mutant and i believe if i saw the commercial correctly either the girl's dad or this boy's dad is somebody who takes mutants away locks them away or mm-hmm. um they make mention at one point uh somebody goes the brotherhood the x men we don't even know if they're around anymore so mm. It looks good. It looks like a lot of superhero powers. Oh, and uh, it looks like one of the agents who is probably in charge of capturing mutants is uh, Jesse from Burn Notice. Oh, cool. Yeah. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, I know that face, that baby face. Uh, But yeah, it looks really exciting. It looks like a good show is coming. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's always exciting when a good show's coming. Yeah. Um. It also seems that uh, for FXX, they've uh, ordered another adult-style cartoon, like an Archer-type thing, you know, where it's not a cartoon for kids. It's a cartoon for adults only. 
and that is Deadpool. Oh, really? Yes, Deadpool will be getting some animated adventures in the FXX network. Is Ryan Reynolds going to voice him? I don't know. They, they, as far as I know, they haven't said yet one way or the other, but they've just said that that's what it is and that it is going to be adult themed. That would kick so much ass if Ryan Reynolds voiced him. It really would. Uh, speaking of Deadpool, they, uh, they announced that Deadpool 2 could be casting more mutants. Uh, cool. they named Sunspot, Feral, and Shatterstar from, uh, the New Mutants. Or, no, sorry, X-Force. I was thinking of the New Mutants movie. Yeah, from X-Force. That, speaking of which, they've already cast two of the, uh, New Mutants. And one of them is gonna be, uh, Maisie Williams. Really? Yeah. So, uh, Fox is really kinda pushing forward on this whole, uh, X-Men universe, mutant, Deadpool thing. Well, good for them. I hope, I hope, I hope it uh, pans out well for them. Yeah. They already, from what I've seen, like with Gifted and hearing about Deadpool and Deadpool 2 and stuff like that, um, they're doing well in my book. Uh, better than DC, but, you know, well, better than the DC cinematic universe, I should say. Um, that was interesting. Um, what? Uh, just a message that I got. Uh, oh. But DC Cinematic Universe is sucking it, is what I was trying to say there. Um, yeah. Kind of lost my train of thought. Sorry. I'm sorry. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow. Oh, that's what it was. Fox, uh, on the crap end of things, has said, oh, no, no, no. Kevin Feige basically put to rest the rumors that there could be any kind of collaboration with Fantastic Four and Marvel. He's like, no, not happening. And Marvel's like, uh, Fox was like, you know, oh, no, we still want to make another Fantastic Four. We feel that, you know, we didn't get the movie that we wanted to, but the cast was great. And, um, you know, the premise was great, but we just, we didn't get the movie that we wanted to. So we might try again in a little while. No, it was garbage. You know it was garbage. Everything about it was garbage. So don't try to sell us bullshit and tell us it's chocolate ice cream. All right? Anyway. You got anything else? I can respect your opinion on that one. <laughs> Absolutely, I can. Um, no, dude, I think that's it for me, man. Cool. I think, I think that's, that's everything. for me. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Right. So, yeah, I would love to hear what you have to say, you as in the listeners. And you can reach out to us on uh, the social media platforms. The show is at uh, What Did You Watch? I'm at Superstar Mel. I'm at the Quantum Geek, G33K. And we got the old Facebook page, What Did You Watch This Week as well. So, yeah, that's that. Cool. I guess we'll catch you next week, everybody. 